It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land on the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings has given you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing on this lovely Tuesday afternoon? It's it's 80 here in East Lansing. I, I don't know what it's like out here. Honestly, I, I have, haven't stepped outside. I haven't even looked at the weather. Uh, so don't know, but I mean, I'm, I'm doing good overall. Had a Got a pretzel pizza from Little Caesars, brought to the home, so that, that was pretty good for lunch. And we just finished recording WNP, now we're doing BB. I mean, what's better than that? Pretzel pizza is absolutely fire. I've loved it since it came out. I know a lot of people not big fans. Uh, a lot of people aren't fans of Little Caesars in general, which I think if you don't like Little Caesars, then you must absolutely despise Domino's, except there's some people, maybe people in our friend group that like Domino's. But Domino's I think sucks. Little Caesars is trash. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, that pretzel pizza from Little Caesars, absolutely fire. Loved it since... Uh, it came into play. They took it away for like a year or two. Broke my heart. It's back now. I've only had it, I think, once or twice, but um, I'd love to get it again here soon. Chase, I wasn't sure if you were going to like it, but once you did try it, you fell in love. Yeah, I mean, you were concerned I wasn't going to like maybe the natural cheese on it, but I love like pretzels dipped in cheese. So I once I found out it was that, I was like, yeah, there's no reason I shouldn't like it. And then you just bite into it. Oh, this pizza's pretty good. Then you get to the crust and it's cheese filled. I'm just like, oh my God. And I, I just <laughs> felt some type of way. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I think it's just because you're not a, you're kind of a traditional person. You're not super wacky. So I thought maybe a pizza without marinara sauce on it, you would have been like, no, this is not for me. But um, I'm glad you liked it because that's great. But um, yeah, Domino's is trash. So I, I just wanted to get that across again so because bad. like, I, I don't think there's a pizza around our area that I would eat Domino's over that. Yeah. Oh no. I, I, I don't care if it's, if it's little Caesars, if it's Jets, hungry Howie's, uh, you can go to Louie's, you can go to Buscemi's, you can go to Sorrento's passport. 
Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven Pizza. Honestly, like I, the, the have you heard the the pizza the Marathon gas station up here, like the Hunt Brother Pizza? <laughs> no, I have not. It's actually not bad. It's definitely. It's, oh, well, what's that? I I was like Hunt Brothers. I was just thinking it was like a gas station pizza, like Hunt Brothers Pizza. It's like a well, actual. Like, I don't know what their dealio is, but that's what they call it at the gas station. But they have, like, a drive-thru window at the gas station. Like, they, like, make it there, I think. I think it's just, like, a, a little brand that maybe the owner of that marathon's trying to, like, come out with and, like, become more of a brand or something. I don't know, but it's really not that bad at all. And it's pretty reasonably priced. It's definitely better than Domino's. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I'll have to try it. But um, now that we got our frustration with just how terrible dominoes is we can move on to the show chase and chase we got a great show on tap first we've got to talk about um a little bit of covid stuff unfortunate news that we do have to talk about but then we're going to be talking about the unfortunate game that took place on easter the one that chase said oh yeah it's like a guaranteed win against the red wings uh, wasn't the case we'll talk about that and then we will also talk about the upcoming series we have with Nashville. Um, Then, Chase, after the commercial break, we get to play a game. And uh, it's it's not going to be like a a jigsaw game from Saw. We're not going to be like killing it. Yeah, but um, it is going to be a game where you and I are going to have to play a snake draft and create a starting lineup with players under the age of 23 that are either in the NHL right now or are in the AHL. So that should be really exciting. I'm uh, pumped for that. But Chase, we got to first talk about the unfortunate, and that's because Vancouver, yikes. Yeah, Vancouver is just COVID central. Holy hell. Uh, you know, the, the team... There was, uh, I don't remember who the first player was, but the first couple of players, there was some concerns that there was COVID, but the team still stayed together, team still practiced, and the players found out they had COVID. Then, oh my God, everybody in the organization has COVID. I think it's up to 17 people now. Uh, they're going to be shut down for a while. I mean, at least, like, I'd say at least two, two and a half weeks. And apparently it's that new, like, Brazilian strand. So, or strain, whatever the hell the word is. Um, so it's, it's something, you know, a little, a little different than what they're used to or what has been seen around here. And even up around there. So hopefully they're all right. Uh, Hopefully no one suffers any short term or long term consequences from this. Hopefully they can get over it quickly and get back on the ice. Yeah, I I wonder if I mean, I'm not big in the medical field or really even the the news field right now. Um, I I would assume that the vaccine doesn't work for this new Brazilian COVID, but uh, who knows? And I don't even know if Vancouver players had the vaccine or or what that was all about. But yeah, like Chase said, best of wishes to Vancouver. Uh, we want to see them playing, and obviously they can't do that right now. So uh, hopefully they have a speedy recovery and get healthy here real soon. But Chase, I wanted to talk about our Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, it, it seemed like a sure thing. It was going to be a great Easter. We are going to see the Tampa Bay Lightning smoke the Red Wings, or at least that's what you instilled in me. I had a lot of hope after you gave that just raving review of our Tampa Bay Lightning, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. No, it, it, it was not. I didn't know that Christopher Gibson was going to be starting in that. So, a little, little unfortunate. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is, though, I guess. You know, we lose our 17-game win streak at home against the Detroit Red Wings, which sucks. But whatever, we're, we're still one of the better teams in the league. When we have Vasilevsky in that, we know it's going to be pretty hard for us to lose. So it's it's good to get, you know, our backups and get them some playing time, give Vasilevsky some rest. Um, it, it is what it is. We just got to keep moving forward. 
So I might have missed it, but why was Gibson playing over McElhinney? I really don't know either because I I, th- I think I might have missed something too. I don't know the exact reason. I don't know if McElhinney was hurt or if they were just giving Gibson a shot because McElhinney's kind of struggled recently. I mean, we, we've seen it. We've talked about it. He really is just kind of a, a whatever backup goalie, and he, he could definitely you know afford to play a little better. So maybe Gibson could come in and provide something different, but we, we didn't see anything better. I think it's McElhinney going forward. Yeah, it should be because when you're giving up four goals to the Detroit Red Wings, uh, fifth one was obviously an empty netter that uh, not good, not good at all. Yeah, nope, not. All right, Chase, well, let's talk about the Nashville series. Obviously, we've got Columbus uh, tonight as a recording, but also tonight, if you are listening on release Thursday, um, hoping that this series goes really well. Uh, it was a split last time. We previewed it in last episode. Um, however, on Saturday and then Tuesday, we have games against Nashville in Nashville. So what do we expect from this team? Uh, this can be the first time we play a different team that's not Detroit, Dallas, or Columbus. And quite some time, the last time we saw Nashville was March 15th. But yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we're facing a national team. We haven't played in a little bit, but it shouldn't be any issue. They're they're picking up their play a little bit here recently, but they're obviously nowhere near the level that we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a little shocked, honestly. I, I just went over to the standings, and they're currently in a playoff position, twenty eighteen and one. Definitely picked up over the last little bit, eight and two in their last 10 games. So Nashville trying to figure it out. And it looks like they're doing that as of right now. However, the unfortunate case is once they start getting hot like this, they run into the brick wall, the immovable object of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, And unfortunately, we're on a little skid here, but hopefully we can turn the tides, make Nashville trash again. Make Tampa just a phenomenal team. I mean, not that they're not phenomenal right now, but get on another win streak here. It'd be awesome. Yes, it would indeed. Yes, it would indeed. And I would assume we're versing, is it UC Saros? Did he take the, the full reign this year? Or is Pekka Ren still getting a lot of games? Pekka Ren, obviously. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of even. I would guess that we're going to get Saros, though. He's been the better goalie. Yeah, so we'll have to see what happens on the game Saturday and then the Tuesday game. uh, Won't be able to talk about that until later on. But Chase, going to move to our commercial break right now. And on the other side, a big game, um, a lot of fun going to be had. So we'll do that right after this. HF Boards is the internet's largest and longest running community for discussion surrounding ice hockey, including coverage of the NHL, college teams, and anywhere else the sport is played globally. Join in nearly half a million active conversations happening now on HF Boards. All right, Chase, other side of the commercial break. Um, first, before we hop into our game, Hall, Palmieri, both scratches. I think we know what this means. Yeah, it looks like they are sitting waiting to be traded. Um, I I read a little bit about some interest about Palmieri. I don't know about Hall. I mean, obviously, there's teams out there that have interest. But I know Florida was one team that interested in Palmieri. Um, these guys, I would be surprised if they're not traded. Probably to an American team too. It'll reduce the quarantine period. I, I just feel like it's what's going to happen. So be on the lookout for them to move pretty here or move here pretty quickly. Yeah, 
trade deadline coming up. I'm excited. Um, Taylor Hall, hopefully going to be on the move. Jack Eichel could be on the move. Um, again, we don't think that's going to be the case until the offseason. But, I mean, it sure would be fun to see a generational-type player get moved during the trade deadline. And that's something we need, Chase. I mean, the trade deadline, we've been excited so many times for it. And over the last uh, year or two, maybe even three years now, it's kind of been a little slow. Yeah, it's it's been a little underwhelming. Uh, hopefully, yeah, this year, this time around, we, we can see a little bit. I don't expect a whole lot, though. I, I just want to see at least like one big player. So like, like a Taylor Hall trade. That's, that's If I see that, I'll be happy. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and when do you think uh, we start hearing... Um, kind of trades happening with Seattle. So obviously with Vegas, we heard, okay, we're going to give you our second round pick if you don't take this player, uh, stuff like that. You think we got to wait until the offseason, or do you think maybe some rumors are going to start happening here once we hit the trade deadline and even a little bit afterwards? So I honestly don't know if Seattle's uh, paid their final payment. They might not be officially in the NHL yet. You have to make all your payments before you can officially be in and make moves. Um, I haven't seen anything about them making that final payment. So if they haven't made that, then they can't do anything before the deadline. But once they make that payment, they're good to go. So if it's past the deadline, uh, you know, you can still trade past the deadline. But if you trade players, they're not eligible for the playoffs anymore. So maybe, you know, a team that's like close to out of the playoffs, they just they trade an NHL guy there already and say, hey, we're going to protect, you know, this we're not going to protect this guy in the future because we can't, but you take him right now. So you, you just got a guy in your roster and don't take this dude. We'll be good to go. And, you know, that might be something they do. But I really wouldn't expect that stuff to happen until the actual uh, protection lists come out. So that'll be a lot closer to the expansion draft. Right. Well, I'm excited for that. Nonetheless, Seattle coming in, the expansion teams. I mean, the last expansion draft, so incredibly exciting. Uh, so very excited for Seattle to come in. And I just think Seattle came in with a better jersey. And I'm just more excited for Seattle. Um, I, I wish that, you know, the fan mock logos of the Seattle ass with the anchor in between two. Yeah. Kind of wish they went that route because that looks awesome. But, you know, the Seattle logo as a whole. Not bad. I, I like it. So excited to see what happens. But Chase, we're moving into our game. We have to make a complete lineup, three forwards, two defensemen, one goalie of players under the age of 23. This is going to go into a snake draft. Uh, I'll let you pick. Do you want to go first or would you rather go second? And uh, we can do this in any order. So if you want to take uh, a goalie first, you can. If you want to take a defenseman first, what, uh, forward first, doesn't matter. Um, You know what? I, I, I guess I'll go first. Okay. All right. So starting with my 101, might be a bit of a, of a shocker, but I'm going to go Andre Svechnikov, actually, in the Carolina Hurricanes. So, you know, he might not be the, the best player, you know, of the guys here in terms of all-around player, but goal scoring is the number one thing in the NHL. If you don't have a good goal scorer, you're going to struggle winning games, and I've talked about it before. I think Svechnikov's this type of dude who could become a perennial 50-goal scorer, and if I can get that, I mean, i got to take that, right? Ooh. Okay, okay. 
Uh, you know, it's a good choice. Good choice. Good choice. But not as good as my choices, of course. Right. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. All right. So on my left side, I'm actually going to wait on that. Yeah. Tricked it there a little bit, didn't I? Uh, but my, my, my number one center is going to be uh, Elias Pedersen. I mean, dude's just fantastic. You're a great young center. Uh, you know, I like Jack Hughes a lot, too, but I, I had Elias Pedersen ranked higher. So he's my number one center to go along with Andrei Svechikov. And then I'm going to go to the back end. My boy Erasmus Dahlin, obviously I've talked about him before. You know, I banged the table for this dude. He's having a tough season. He's gotten the short end of the stick in Buffalo. You know, horrible coaching, horrible development system. I'm really banking on, you know, if I were to take him, to that, I could, I could fix what has been implemented into his brain of what he's been doing wrong. Because his first two seasons were fantastic. So there's plenty of signs you know, plenty of reasons to understand and hope that he could become better again. And I really think he's going to. Yeah, absolutely. Good picks. Um, I, I had Hughes over Pedersen, obviously, but I think Pedersen with Svechnikov is going to be dangerous. Obviously, oh, yeah. Pedersen, more of a pure playmaker, Svechnikov, more of a pure sniper. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And Rasmus Dahlin, uh, you know, you really hope that he can change it around and, I, I don't know if I can trust that, though, because knowing you as GM, you're probably going to bring in a trash coach and, you know, it's just going to go all downhill for you. Buddy, I'll, I'll just coach the team myself. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. But we're moving into my third and fourth pick, and maybe this is going to be a little shocking. Maybe it won't be. Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to make it even more shocking by taking my goalie with my third pick. Spencer Knight, newly acquired uh, or newly signed player for the Florida Panthers. Um, tremendous goalie. I, I think really there's two goalies that we're able to pick from right now. Um, maybe you have someone that I'm forgetting about, but one's currently struggling in the NHL and one just got their big contracts or their first contract. So I'm taking Spencer Knight at number three. And number four, I'm going to take my first defenseman. Let's go with the most offensively skilled defenseman on the back end, Kale McCarr, baby. Yeah, good, good choices. Good choices. Uh, you know, not, not going to lie. I was really hoping Spencer Knight was going to be available here, so I could just, you know, lock in my number one goalie and be good to go. Um, I'm assuming I can't go like uh, Yaroslav Askarov here since he's not under contract. Nope. All righty. No, no worries. No worries. I, I, I got uh, I got some guys I can mention. No problem. So I will start with my right side defenseman, and that is going to be Adam Fox. Adam Fox has been... Probably the best young defenseman in the NHL this season. He's been absolutely fantastic. His underlying numbers are incredible. I mean, people that don't understand analytics or don't really look into them too much, if you if you start to learn it and then you, you look at what he's been doing, you know, deep down, it's it's really impressive. He's New York's best player at, like by a mile. He's one of the best young defensemen in the league. And I love matching up a left shot with a right shot. Adam Fox isn't just an offensive guy. You know, he's a good defensive guy too. And then I'm going to have to go with... Probably my left wing here, just so you don't jack another forward for me, and I can go with my goalie with my last pick. So to pair with Pedersen Fetchkov, I'm actually going to go Brady Kachuk. I mean, this kid has really kind of like flourished into an, an even more well, well-rounded player than I thought he was going to be. I always looked at him as like he could be a you know a really good top six guy, could be a, you know a number one winger for you, and he's going to you know pr- provide some grit and provide some skill too. But he's really just done it all at an even higher level than I thought he was going to. Yeah, I think those are great picks. Adam Fox looking nice with Rasmus Dahlin and 
to bring in that grit, a little bigger guy that can, um, not that Svechnikov and Pedersen need protection, but to bring in a guy that brings a little, a little bit more physicality. Um, definitely a nice pick there, a very nice forward, uh, tandem or, or trio, I should say. But this is, this is the hard part for me. Well, I'll, I'll go with my fifth pick and that's going to be Quinn Hughes, Kale yeah. McCarr and Quinn Hughes, uh, left and right-handed defenseman, uh, that's a nice duo, both more offensively inclined. Um, they're not a liability in the defensive zone, um, but there are some better players in the defensive zone. But I'm confident with Spencer Knight that, like Vasilevsky, um, if, if the team doesn't play perfect, he's going to be able to save the day a couple of times. So Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, my duo, my last player I have to pick has to be a forward. And this is where I kind of get stuck. Because obviously I wanted Svechnikov. I couldn't get him. Uh, I got Jack Hughes and Lafreniere. Both guys can be playmakers and can put the puck in the back of the net. But I see them both as as more playmakers. So I was kind of looking for more of a goal scorer. Um, Unfortunately... That kind of leaves out a Tim Stutzla. I think I see him in kind of a similar light. I was looking at Patrick Line, maybe him, but I'm just not a big fan. So I'm actually gonna go with another player from the Carolina Hurricanes. He's kind of a center, but he can also play on the win. I'm gonna go Marty Nakosh. Marty Nakosh was actually my third listed center in case I like I knew you were gonna go Jack Hughes or Elias Patterson. And in case I decided I wanted to go like a different guy instead of the other, or if I didn't get first overall and you took Svechikov, I was going to go Marty Nakosh as my right wing there. So I, I like that pick for sure. And I got to move on to my goalie now. And th- there's there's one guy that is like, you know, he's pretty clear. Someone I can mention, you know, I've talked about him before. Um, he's having a, he's having a down year. He's re- really struggling over there in Philly. He's not really getting the help that he needs. And, you know, may- maybe this is wearing him down. And that guy's Carter Hart. I don't think it's necessarily wearing him down, but I am going to go with a different goalie. Actually, I'm going to go with Ukopeka Lukanen, uh, someone that you know. Any casual NHL fans aren't going to know uh, quite yet. He's he's still a young goalie. Uh, he's in the Buffalo Sabres system. He really is coming up the wrong time. We like I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or talked about it personally, just you and I. But you know, you said it, it's just really just kind of the, the wrong time for for both these guys, Lukanen and Eichel just are not intersecting with each other at the right time. Eichel's going to be out the door as Lukanen comes in. seems that everything just seems to be a horrible revolving door in Buffalo. If Lukanen was able to come in and establish himself as that goalie that he can really beat, and Eichel is still there, I think it would change his mind and they'd become a much better team. Lukanen is going to be a very good NHL goalie. Yeah, I'm, I am I like Lukanen. Honestly, when I was talking about how I feel like there's two goalies that are kind of obvious, as I finished the statement, I was like, Oh yeah, Uka Pekka. Where is he at right now? And I didn't remember if he was in Finland or if he was or over here in America. But uh, that's a good pick for sure. And Carter Hart, those struggles—they scared both of us away. It was—it was enough yeah. for me to take Spencer Knight at number three. It was enough for you to pass by him and take Uka Pekka Lukanen. But it's understandable. Uh, he's still a really good goalie. I would. Um, be shocked if we added a third person into this draft if he wasn't off the board by the time the draft ended. Um, but you know, we we saw enough this year to to make other choices. But Chase, let's run through our full team. 
Um, and then we can kind of talk about it overall, uh, which side we like better for what positions. And then we can even do a poll um, on Thursday so that we can have people vote on whose team is better. All right. So sounds good. Um, so I'll read off my group. Then you read off yours. Then we'll go into the groups. Um, I got Brady Kachuk at left wing, Elias Pettersson at center, Andres Vetchkov at right wing, Rasmus Stalin, Adam Fox is my D pair, and Uko Pekalukin in the net. Yep, and then I have Jack Hughes, Alexi Lafreniere, and Marty Nakash as my forwards with Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr on defense with Spencer Knight as the goaltender. Um, we'll start with forwards, Chase, because obviously that's usually where everyone starts. I have to say... I think Pedersen and Svechnikov would be my one and three. But I think Brady Kachuk would be my six out of the group. See, I personally think I smoke your forward as I am close because like if you compare the groups together, especially like you don't have just like a, a dominant goal scorer. And sure, these yeah. guys, they, they, they can like a guy like Alexis here, he can score 30 goals for like, sure. That's not a problem. I mean, these guys can take turns scoring goals and, and they not that they wouldn't work together. But what I love about my group is I have someone to fill every role that you would need from a forward. And when you have that and you can find that chemistry, you become kind of unbeatable, especially if you're elite level players. And that's what these three guys are. If they find that chemistry. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't have that goal score and that's where I could have gone line a, but I don't know. Or, or even like an yeah. Eli Tolvanen, but I mean, just those two guys, like, they're there and they're good prospects and everything, but, and and we've seen Line A do it, but recently it's just not been enough for me. So, um, I agree. I, I, I would give your forwards the nod, um, but if Lafreniere, Hughes, and Marty Nakash are all able to put up, like, 30, 60, 3070 then hey i'll take that i mean sure but like expecting three guys to put up 100 points or 90 points is, is pretty lofty well they're all elite players come on chase okay mine are a little more elite but continue not pretty good truck but continue no um let's move on to defense chase and i feel like when the poll comes out that my defense is probably going to get the nod. I, I feel like when it comes to the mass population and general knowledge NHL fans, they're probably going to hover towards my side a little bit because Adam Fox, he's having a sneaky good season. He's looking spectacular. And Rasmus Dahlin, obviously in Buffalo, not much recognition. Um, that being said, I would still take my deep pair. Yeah, I would probably lean your deep pair. It's super close for me. Um, if I could have gotten Darlene and McCarr, that's what I would have like probably wanted. But Darlene and, Darlene and Fox is definitely not an issue for me at all. Um, it's it's really going to be a, a team making sure that they can fix Rasmus Darlene, like Buffalo specifically, if they can fix Rasmus Darlene because um, like there's issues, as I mentioned, that have been implemented into his brain from a shitty, shitty, shitty coaching system and development system. Uh, I mean, he could easily be the best defenseman in the world. Um, I also thought about maybe going to left shot defenseman too, and maybe going Miro Heiskin in here. Cause I think he's a guy that deserves to be in this conversation, but yep. I really, I'm a big fan of a left shot, right shot together. Yeah, I agree. I had Miro Heiskin on my list as well. Um, I, I think defense was just something I 
didn't need to address right away um, because there's a lot of good names out there. Uh, I mean, even Ty Smith, Alex Romanov, we're we're fans of those two. Uh, Jake Bean's still out there, Moritz Sider. There's a lot of of names out there. Um, And I think the defensive category or or the defense position um, in the NHL is going to be a bright spot for many years to come. Oh, yeah. But when when we moved to goalie, I mean, you said that Spencer Knight was your number one. And, uh, you know, he's over here on the good side. Thank God. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's clear Spencer Knight is like the dude. If I could have went uh, Askarov, like, but I mean, he's not under NHL contract, so I get it. You know, he would have been my guy, and I would have been able to argue either way because I, I still think Spencer Knight's probably the better goalie prospect, but Askarov and him are about maybe one one millionth of a percent off of each other. They're like really about the same as prospects, just kind of different types of goalies. So if, you know, if I could have gone him, then I think this would have been closer in the goalie talk. But I mean, Spencer Knight is like, he's looking like the future number one goalie in the league. Yeah, for sure. And that, that was what I was going to ask before you uh, went over. I was curious if Askarov was there and Knight was there and you had first pick, what would you go with? Um, I'm, I'm assuming you'd probably go Spencer Knight. Yeah, I would. I gotta go Spencer Knight because he's guaranteed. I, I think he's guaranteed to be an absolutely NHL goaltender and could become the number one guy in the world. But if Askarov, you know, he's kind of like it's kind of like a Lafreniere Quinn Byfield situation. Quinn Byfield situation. Lafreniere is this dude. Uh, he's obviously obviously having some struggles, but he has everything that you want out of like a number one winger. Someone you expect to become a very good NHL player for a very long time. That's kind of the Spencer Knight. Whereas Quinn Byfield, if this dude hits a ceiling, I mean, he's the best player in his draft class and a top three player in the league. And if Yaroslav Askarov hits his ceiling, he's the best goalie in the league by far. Yeah, and that's something I wanted to talk about, Chase. I went Alexi Lafreniere, and I talked about how I was interested in line A and like a Tolvanen, but just recently they haven't been up to par. Well, we're seeing Lafreniere. He's struggling right now. However, that didn't shy me away from taking him. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, he was my second rated winger. I like him for left winger. I actually had Brady Kachuk above him just because I had a feeling it was going to work out where I'd get Svechnikov plus a good playmaking center. So they have a complimentary piece. It'd be great. But like Lafreniere, I mean, of all the players in your forward list, he's the closest to Kachuk because he's not afraid to get physical. He'll go into corners and he'll he'll do the things you need defensively. So he's still one hell of a player. Just because it's not quite clicking offensively doesn't mean he's a bad player. I mean, he looked like someone who was NHL ready, and we just could have been wrong about that. He, like, everybody could have been wrong. He could have been a guy who could have used, you know, a year in the American League. I think that, you know, maybe that would have been all right for him. But New York needed him. He's coming. He's, he shows some signs of doing all right. Then he shows signs where he's struggling. Uh, just give him time by next season, and especially the season after, you're going to see his dominance. Absolutely. And we wanted to do this under 23 because, I mean... McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, all those guys, you know, we love them, but there's so much recognition with them. And like, it's just not having them on the list made a little bit more challenging. And I think a little bit more exciting because you didn't really know the exact route you were going. If all those guys were there, then obviously all those guys would be taken. I don't think Lexi Lafreniere would have even been mentioned but because we went under 23 um, and they had to be NHL affiliated, at least, um, it was a lot more fun. I know Chase asked, he's like, does that mean I can go Shane Wright or do they have to be uh, with an NHL org? I'm like, nope, they have to be with an NHL org. Yeah, I mean, Shane Wright would have been my number one pick if I could have gone him, like, honestly, because he's just he's de- he's just different. He really is. And he's <laughs> and he's still what a year out, a year out from being drafted. 2022 draft, baby. Yep. 
So, well, look out for a poll on the Bulls broadcast Twitter to vote which team you prefer. But, Chase, we're now moving into the end of the show with hockey name of the day. Yes, um, sir. I didn't look at it, actually, when I said Good I was going to go look. Uh, I, I lied. I did not do that. But we've got Daniel. Ooh, is that going to be a J sound or a, or a Y sound? Um, mm-hmm. Let's go Daniel Yakubitska. There you go, Mike. You're, you're getting Gosh, better at this. I'm a I'm a freaking savage. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, after what a hundred plus episodes of, of bowling you for not being able to Calm say down. names correctly, you're you're, you're, you're finally down. learning. So yeah, da- Daniel Yakubitska is a pretty awesome name for an Austrian defenseman, a small dude at five nine one sixty eight. He's playing over in the ice hockey league, which is like the top league in uh, Switzerland or Austria. Excuse me, it used to be the EBEL. Yeah, now, now it's the Ice Hockey League. Uh, you know, a, a fine player. Maybe we'll see him internationally here and there for Austria. We'll never see him in the NHL or anything. But, yeah, fun name. Yeah, it is a cool name. And uh, another one on the list that Mike can check off as 1,000% correct. Uh, the list is piling up, Chase. I think you're going to have to start looking for some more challenging ones. Maybe not as challenging as the name we had, what was it, five, six weeks ago? Um <laughs> where like you weren't even exactly sure how like it was just terrible french names get to me dude it's the the only names that really ever truly gets me are french names yeah so maybe no more of those but maybe we do need to step up the difficulty a little bit because i am smooth sailing out here but chase that's gonna do it for the episode let's end it with an outro and then uh you and i can go uh, um play xbox sure why not all right so uh, thank you guys for listening as always if you'd like to become a patron on patreon we'd really appreciate it nothing's required there but if you have interest in hearing more from the podcast network you can do it that way if you want to follow us on twitter at bolts broadcast that is at bolts broadcast you can follow the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey Podnet. that's at hockey Podnet. then you can follow the uh, wnp on twitter at wnp sports pod that's wnp sports pod at bolts broadcast you'll get your tampa bay lightning and general hockey talk the hockey podcast network you can hear all the podcasts from the network uh you can see what's going on with giveaways and stuff and then follow wnp you can get our football talk uh but regardless check out the hockey podcast network.com find all the podcasts in the network right there boom click the logo listen easy peasy lemon squeezy wherever you're listening rate us five stars send us your questions comments concerns and please use code thpn when you sign up for DraftKings. thanks so much for listening everyone we'll talk to you next time